Hi, my name is Scott Crampton. I am the owner, founder, and professional fake detective of the Murder Mystery Company, and I'm on the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Yes, welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. It is me, I'm Paul Kemp, and it's my job uh, to bring you the best guests from around the world, the guests that we can learn from in our business. So whether you are an indie app developer, a, an entrepreneur, a business uh, owner, or even if you're thinking about getting in this online world of app development and apps, then this really is the podcast for you. And we can learn so much from all the guests that we have on the show. We've been fortunate enough to have some fantastic guests, and, and today is really no exception because I feel like we're in for a great uh, episode. And uh, let me just get straight into uh, introduce our guest today. Uh, his name is Jim Kukrul, Jim Kukrul, and he is the founder of uh, Sprouter.com. So if you go ahead and uh, head over to Sprouter.com, and uh, actually, if you just Google uh, Jim Kukrul, that's K-U-K-R-A-L, which is what I did, you get this awesome video, uh, which explains exactly what it is he does. So Jim, listen, it's a wonderful welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, no, I'm excited that you could join us today from your schedule. And perhaps we could just start by, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen that uh, really cool uh, three-minute video, they should go and check it out. But perhaps you can tell us uh, in a few minutes uh, just a bit about yourself and what it is you, you do. I'm a uh, web entrepreneur. I got started working on the internet, you know, right when the internet started to become big, you know. So I've been doing this about 18 years. Uh, worked for agencies, owned my own businesses, SEO companies, video production companies. For the last 12 years, more than 12 years now, I've been building my own online businesses. So consultancies, service businesses, um, membership sites, you know, you name it. I've had my fingers uh, in part of building web-based businesses from e-commerce to affiliate marketing to landing pages. So I'm kind of a jack of all trades and somebody who uh, who's really, uh, really spent a lot of time building web businesses. And that's pretty much who I am. Well, first of all, congratulations on being in this game for so long. It's wonderful to meet someone with your experience. And you sound as passionate today as I'm sure you were all those uh, 18 years ago. And, uh, you know, perhaps you could just uh, explain a little bit about how it is that you approach the online world. You know, how it is you find problems to solve and then solve them. You know, talk us about your, your process there in terms of how, how you go about your business. Well, you nailed it right there. And and I wrote a book called Attention, This Book Will Make You Money. And one of the big premises I have in the book is this. There are two reasons people use the Internet and two reasons only. And those two reasons are, number one, to have a problem solved, and number two, to be entertained. When you really think about it, everything you do online falls under one of those two categories. I've yet to have anyone ever tell me, give me an example of something you go online for, or something you do online that does not fall under having a problem solved or being entertained. You go online and you look for a solution to how to start a podcast or 
uh, phone number for somebody's business or, or how to find something or you watch videos and, and, and read blog posts or listen to music. So the, the key to being successful in any business, offline or online, but especially online, is understanding that key, which is people come online to have a problem solved or to be entertained. And once you master that, once you get that into your head, you can build an online business that is going to be very successful. Yeah, I was actually thinking that it's the first time that I've heard what a great, wonderful explanation about what the web is. And of course, you've absolutely nailed it because I really, I was trying to think as I was going to challenge you that there must be maybe in the app world or, uh, you know, maybe online, there must be a, another uh, reason why we come on. But I really can't think of anything, uh, you know, entertainment and problem solving. And uh, we often forget that, don't we? Uh, would you say it applies as much in the app world as it does to the uh, online world? Oh, absolutely. And apps are a perfect example. You know, I'm a big believer in the future of apps and how people are going to not only do business, but uh, solve problems and be entertained. I mean, just pull out your smartphone right now or your tablet, and I'm, I'm doing that right now, and I'm looking through the apps that I have, and that's exactly what every single one of these apps does. It either uh, It's either a game that entertains me, or uh, an app that lets me listen to the radio, or, or an app that solves some type of problem for me. And, and, and that's what they do, and that's what a good website should do, and that's what a good app should do. And, and I firmly believe that apps are absolutely going to be the future of how um, how, how business is done on the internet. Well, given that you've got your phone in your hand, it's probably a good time. We are on the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. So perhaps you could uh, tell us what phone you use and what apps you are uh, that get you through the day. I've got an iPhone 5. And, uh, you know, probably the, the apps that I use the most on here are going to be uh, ones like Flipboard where I can read news, um, the radio app where I can access radio from anywhere, any radio station anywhere. And um, I really love this new... Which radio app is that, Jim? It's called Which Tune In Radio. Ah, oh, Tune In Radio. Now, uh, the App Guy podcast is on there. So if you type in the App Guy, oh, okay. you should, uh, you should have, uh, actually find me on there. It's yeah. one of my favorites as well. Yeah, it is a wonderful app. Um, the Google Hangouts app, I really think, is pretty neat. You know, being able to to connect with people in, in that manner and right from your phone or from your tablet device, I think that's a really amazing app. And of course, you know, since I'm in the business of uh, self-publishing a lot of books and helping authors try to uh, read books, I believe that that you know a lot of the apps I have, like um, like the iBooks app, is a great one and. And of course, the Kindle app, which is just you know the big one for me because so many people can read my books or my clients' books on the Kindle app. So um, let's see. The other app that I really, really love, and I don't use that often, but I think it's one of the coolest apps out there, is a is an app called Jotnot. And um, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I still have to fax things to people. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> and I don't want a fax machine, so it just takes a picture of the form I have or, you know, a bill I have or whatever and I and then I just, you know, hit a button and it faxes it to somebody, you know. And that, and that just saves me from having, from having to buy a fax machine or driving to someplace to find somebody who has a fax machine. So 
those are some of my favorite apps. Skype's another great one I love as well. Um, and of course, you know, I like to go fishing a lot and fishing's depending on the weather. So I love my, uh, my radar us app because I can literally pull up instantly, uh, seeing where the rain's coming, where it's coming from and how hard it's going to come down. So those are some of my favorites. Well, I'm the app guy and I, because you're a guest, I'm going to give you a promotional code to my app that is a phishing app, actually. Really? And uh, yeah, I've got this uh, app. It's called uh, fakeabyte.com. Uh, it's it's what, what it is. Uh, and this was just um, something I did last year um, uh, with in conjunction with a, a fisherman is uh, that there, there are um, these bite alarms that you have, uh, in, especially in the UK, uh, where you lay your rod in and when you get a bite, uh, it triggers an alarm. And wow. uh, so typically, typically when people go fishing, they go uh, for the whole weekend, they'll take a tent and they'll put these bite alarms on and maybe uh, overnight they'll just wait to get a bite. Uh, the iPhone is a prank app where you can trigger a, an alarm using your phone and the, the person thinks that they've actually got a bite. Oh, and, that's uh, great. Yeah, it's just a really silly app, so you can have a play around with it. I don't know if you get uh, bite alarms, uh, you know, where you are, but it's it's really popular here over here in the UK. That's funny. Okay, mm. great. Thank you. Yeah, it's at about a hundred thousand, uh, so it's uh, it, it, it's just it shows you that again, that's kind of an entertainment app. But you know, how silly is that app? And yet, you know, to have a hundred thousand is, um, you know, obviously a popular kind of app. I was just wondering uh, how we can actually get people's attention, you know, given it's such a crowded uh, space to, you know, in terms of getting uh, through to people. Well, you know, that's a big problem in the app world, right? So you've got, you know, how many, I mean, can you tell me how many apps there are? I mean, there's got to be. Oh, there's, yeah, that's a great question. There's, there's over a billion that's been downloaded from the app store. I think we actually had 50 billion downloads at one point. That was maybe about a year right, ago. Which, which is just uh, unbelievable terms, yeah. how many apps there are existing out there. And, you know, just like any app developer, your, your job is to, you know, get people to notice your app and be able to find it. And it's the same in any business, right? Like for authors, I'll give you an example. Um, you just can't just upload your book to Amazon and just hope that people are going to find it. You know, um, you've got to have a great cover. You've got to have the right price. You've got to put it in the right categories. You know, and these are the exact same things. I'm sure you can tell me that people have to consider when they're uploading their apps to uh, to iTunes or the Android Store or, or whatever. You know, the the icon, the imagery that people see right off the bat, does it catch their eye? Um, does it does it make somebody stop and go? Oh, that's something I need. Is it posted into the correct category? Is the price the right the right price? Right? Are you using a special promotion? Are you giving away some of them free? And I think you probably preach about this all the time for people who create apps. I mean, you have to be able to be flexible and and try try these things, test out different things, and 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 see if it works. And if you can get someone's attention then you can have the opportunity to get them to possibly, you know, look further into what you have and then, and then download it. But, you know, it, it's hard. And, and sometimes your app, and, and the whole, and here's the whole thing, the holy grail of getting an app that people share without you having to educate them about it is having an app that, you know, really solves a big problem. And that's kind of where I was leading here is when we talked about in the beginning about solving problems, you know, the bigger problem you solve, the more people need what you have, right? 
and the or the bigger entertainment you provide the more people want it and that's really what it all comes down to is somebody finding what you have or you doing the marketing to put the word out there so that people can actually discover what you have and that's probably I would guess um, Paul the biggest issue for app developers today is is discoverability right well, yeah, absolutely yeah especially in uh, the Apple App Store given it it's a pretty archaic way that they have uh, in terms of search and uh, in rankings and getting into the uh, most most noteworthy and new section, which is where a lot of people download. But I, I love this podcast because um, I can p- p- pull together all the different uh, guests, interviews that we have. And one of the overriding themes that constantly comes back to is problem solving. And uh, in terms of your w- wealth of experience, I mean, 18 years, we're talking, I guess, back in 1998 when you started uh, you know, thinking about the web, uh, I think we are at the uh, point with the app world that we can learn a lot from the past with the development of the web. You know, if you think back to that period of time when you started working, you know, the development of uh, SEO companies, oh, yeah. which was brand new, and we're at, yeah, we're at the, the verge of a developing uh, market in ASO, app store optimization. So I'm just wondering if we could go, you know, go back in time a little bit and and think about some of those those trends that you went through and ways that you could uh, monetize your business uh, and, and wonder if there's like a, a almost like an overlay that we can have with uh, well, the app world. Yeah, I mean, back when, you know, everything first started, I, I actually got started in the aff- affiliate marketing business. If you don't know what an affiliate is, it's when you are a virtual salesperson for somebody else's products or services. So you promote, and I'm talking to the readers here, if you, or the listeners here, you know, so if you promote a link, to Amazon and use a special piece of code in the link, if someone buys that product on Amazon, you get a commission from that, 10% or 1% or whatever it is. And back in the early days of the internet, you know, there wasn't that much content on the internet. Um, you could literally go to uh, websites like Webcrawler and Alta Vista before Google. And even when Google came around, you could search for things and not find results. I, I happened was as the development as the technology became available for people to create more content through blogs and websites without having the need of a programmer to do that, you know, content exploded. And before that, it was great because I was able to get number one ranking for pretty much any key word you could give me in sometimes a matter of hours on Google back in the old days. But so much competition exists now and you see, you're seeing when the apps first started to come out, you were seeing the same type of thing, uh, where it was easier to get noticed because there weren't as many to to muddle through. And now you're seeing the same thing. Now you're seeing this just so. I mean, you talked about how many millions and millions of apps there are out there. You're seeing the same thing, and and you tie it into kind of search engine optimization. You know, back then you would optimize your website. For certain keywords and hope that you know they would be found through a search engine. That's how you would get discovered. And the same thing with apps. You know, you would hope you you put it out there and you hope you put it in the right category and you hope that people search and find it. But here's the hard truth. Okay, the hard truth is that we've come to a point now where we are oversaturated with web content and and quickly uh, with applications. And you have to find a way to stand out and get get your app discovered by people and it's not 
as easy like it used to be, where you just throw it up there and hope that somebody searches and finds it. You know, I always said that everyone needs to be a marketer nowadays. And that's whether you're an author or you're a consultant or you're an app developer. You have to be a marketer. You have to be proactive in going out there and finding ways to tell people about what you do. Because, you know, hoping that your app goes viral is really a bad business plan, right? <laughs> yeah, Just hope. that's too true. Yeah. yeah. But here are some tips to help you out with that. So I've always been a big fan of this saying, which is emotions create reactions, okay? So as a, as a marketer, as a business person who sells anything or gives away anything, or, or what you're trying to do is get somebody to take an action, whether that is to download the app, whether that is to look for your app, whether that's to sign up for your email list, buy something, whatever. Our job as creators of products, apps, books, whatever it is, is to get people to take an action. So how do you get somebody to take an action? Well, the easiest way and the best way to get somebody to take an action is to create an emotion in that person. And that's why I say emotions create reactions. And, and by the way, uh, emotion is being helpful. When somebody finds something that solves their problem, um, they get happy, right? Because most people just want to get what they need quickly. They go online, they look for it, they search for the app, and they find it, and they're, like, relieved. They're happy that they don't have to spend more time figuring out how to do something or, or whatever it is. So if you are building an app and you can find a way to create that emotion in a person of helpfulness, of happiness, or, or entertainment, or whatever it is, then you're going to have a much better success uh, shot at success with your app being shared. Because what's the first thing that people do when they watch a video online that makes them laugh or cry, right? The first thing they do is they want to share it with all their friends. And that's the definition of a viral Right, So when people share things because they love it or hate it. And your app, you know, hopefully, has that appeal to it. Hopefully somebody gets it and says, wow, this really changed the way I do business. This really changed the way I watch videos or read books or whatever. And, of course, they want to share it through social media. So that's where you need to start thinking about things from are you developing something that makes people happy, makes people sad, that solves problems for people in a way where they're just like relieved? You know, and, and then you have an app that is going to be able to stand out and is going to be able to be shared without you having to spend you know, so much time and money out there promoting it. And that's probably the best advice I can give for people is really think about what emotions you can create in people when you're creating your product. Well, that's just a terrific advice, Jim. And uh, I know that we're busy writing this stuff down because it's so important to us. Now, in terms of uh, your experience, I mean, we have indie app developers listening who uh, not only build their own apps, but build apps for clients. And uh, you, uh, I believe, have just gone through the experience of hiring, I guess, an app developer and building your own app. But, uh, but perhaps you could talk us through that um, because we'd love to get into your mindset on uh, you know, how you... Uh, actually went about appointing maybe an app developer and you know the process of creating this app well yeah i am in the business right now of trying to prepare an app and 
I've gone through, you know, like anything, what you're trying to do something the first time, you go through that discovery phase where you fail a couple times and right. you, you hope you succeed and you, hopefully you do it right the first time. I've, I'm going through the phase where I've failed a couple times. You know, first, first shot was, you know, maybe I can use one of these, you know, uh, development, you know, in a box, app in a box companies where I could just modify, you know, you, you know about these businesses. Yes, yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty, I mean, the experiences I've had is they, they just crash all the time and they're, they're quite right. archaic. Yeah. And, and it's, I don't think we're just, the, the ones I've worked with so far had the exact same problem. You know, that what I want to build is, is a little bit more complex than just, you know, an app that just shows some RSS feeds, right? So, uh, and you can make an app like that pretty easy. But this has, you know, got registration involved and it's got, it's got uh, passing of data and uploading of, of new files and all this stuff, and um, it's difficult. I've, I've really found that uh, what I thought was going to cost me, you know, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars may cost, you know, four times that, uh, and then I'm not even sure if it's going to be exactly what I want or if it's really going to work. So I'm experiencing that pain right now, as a lot of people probably are. Um, but the good news is this. The good news is this, is that just like anything, like when I first started writing um, HTML for web pages, you know, uh, there wasn't really any easy way to do that. And then things came around like HTML editors that made things easy. You know, then blogging software and WordPress came around. The technology always catches up eventually. And what happens is, we're going to get to a point in the future where this is going to be much easier to do. We're not there yet. And that's good for all the app developers out there because, you know, they're getting all the work, right? Just like the HTML developers were getting all the, the work back then and then and, and so on. So it's, it's going to change. I just don't know how long it's going to be before this becomes much easier to do. And my experience is um, I want to be a leader in the industry, in the space that I'm building the app in, so I'm willing to invest the time and the money to do that. But um, I've always experienced that, you know, you know, the people who go, who take that extra step, the ones who, you know, push the boulder up the hill uh, and get it are the ones who are going to have success. So I'm, I'm living through it right now, and uh, it's very difficult, but I'm hoping I'm going to get the boulder up over the hill and it's going to uh, be something that people are really going to love. Yeah, I think many of us can feel your pain because, you know, I was a client of a potential app a few years ago and you just, you know, you turn to Google and uh, the immediate thing right. is that you do get those, um, you know, you, first of all, you know, you phone a few agencies and you get these ridiculous quotes for apps and they don't seem to, uh, you know, they'll just throw in all the different features that you may maybe not need and, and you get this really high quote. So you turn to Google and then you get these, you get really pulled in and attracted by these uh, out of the box uh, packages that you were saying and then you go through that whole process and it just doesn't work out and then you go back to then uh, needing to appoint a developer and just trying to appoint a de developer I think is really challenging as well then you find I mean I don't know how you found uh, the person that or the, the agency that you, you're working with but uh, it, I guess it's just you look at their well, portfolio perhaps you could talk us through that you know in terms of your your um, thinking yeah I I did the same thing, you know. I went to Google and I started the, and, but I also did a lot of referrals, searching through, you know, friends and people who are in the development business, and you know, tried to tried to nail it down to a, a team of people who I thought could actually build what I needed. 
And uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made was at first thinking I could get it done for such a low cost. And I knew this in the back of my head. Don't go with, you know, don't go. I don't want to say this in the wrong way because this isn't, this is just my experiences, my experience, but don't go with a freelancer who is just some coder, right? You know, to build a proper piece of web application or an app or anything, in my opinion, I think you need to have more than just a a programmer. You need to have somebody who understands marketing and understands building a business because Coders are great. They're very smart. They know what they're doing. They know how to build things. But they don't think at it from a perspective of a long-term, a long-term business model and what you're really trying to do. And if they don't really understand the industry you're in, you know, they it doesn't make sense for them to be building what you want. So it's tough. It's really tough to find the right person. And once you do, my other piece of advice is. Make sure you um, make sure you find the person who's not just giving you a cheap quote just to get the job, because uh, <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah. hasn't worked out for me. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna give you a cheap quote just to get the job, and then you know you're 30 days into development and it's not anything like you wanted it to be. I've luckily have been blessed to find people like uh, I have a great web developer that I work with, but the guy is so smart. That when I give him a project, he he brings it back to me in 30 days, and it's twice as good as what I asked for. And if you can find that person, you hang on to them and you pay them as best as you can, and you and you you know you never let them get away. But it's hard to find that right person. Well, almost that's great advice for you know, perhaps indie app developers or c- companies listening to this that we just over deliver. So if you over deliver, you get a a client that's going to come back and. And, and ask for updates and maybe ha- has other app projects. Now, the reason I was like going along this line is because uh, I, what's really fascinating me is weren't we here with websites 10 years ago? Wasn't it really expensive to build a website and, you know, to go to a developer? And and now we have all these wonderful tools like Squarespace, like uh, WordPress is really easy now. And, uh, you know, I guess we're hopefully, hopefully going along the same lines with the right. app world. Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to before. Is you know, as the technology catches up, the costs go down. Um, it becomes more people are more proficient in creating these things, and you know, we'll eventually see a point where you know the person can off the street can come and build a useful app that is helpful. Uh, to but there's always going to be the custom apps. There's always going to be the things that not even the regular person can do. An example is. Just because there's WordPress and you know Squarespace um, doesn't mean that there's still not going to be websites and blogs that need to be custom built because they just have certain things. And and um, and here's the other truth as well. And you learn this in business. Just because things are easier to do doesn't mean people still want to do them themselves, right? Um, Sure, anyone can go to Squarespace, sign up today, and build their website. But you know the truth is is most people just don't want to do it. Um, I could go get TurboTax and learn how to do my taxes, but I really dislike financial things. And I really <laughs> right. dislike taxes and yeah. dealing with all that. So I just pay somebody to do that. So just because things are easier doesn't mean people aren't still going to be out there who want to who want to uh, hire you. 
And um, because most people just really don't want to do the things they don't know how to do. They just want to have somebody handle it. And that's always a good key. If, if any app developers are listening to this, they're coming to you because they want to feel like you are the best at what you do and you are going to give them exactly what they want and they're not going to have to figure it out. Right? They're too busy running their own business. They want somebody just to handle it. And that's the approach I take in business whenever I do any type of service business. As I say, I, you know, I always do the closing pitch and say, look, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and we're going to handle this, and we're going to take care of it for you. Remember? Because that's what people are buying. They want somebody they can, they can trust. They want somebody that says to them, I'm going to take care of this, and we're going to make it great. And you're not going to have to worry about anything. And, and that's really what people buy. They buy peace of mind, especially when they're spending a lot of money for an app development. So think about that when you're selling. Yeah, of course, apps. you know, with your background uh, with Sprouter.com, Sprouter.com, you know, giving uh, people uh, WordSet, WordPress blogs and sites. I guess you've had a lot of experience with, uh, you know, that need in the market. I've, had, I've been on thousands and thousands of sales calls in my day. And again, going back to this, what I was talking about earlier, which is everyone needs to be a marketer and a salesperson. You really have to learn how to sell what, you, what you're selling. And, and here's, a, here's another important lesson. is You probably don't sell what you think you sell. You know, um, De Beers is one of the largest uh, diamond distributors in the world. But they don't sell diamonds, you know. You know what they sell? They sell forever, right? They sell they sell something different than what they think they sell. People buy things for different reasons. People buy an app from you because they know it's going to increase their business and they and they feel comfortable with you. And you have to give people reasons to want to choose you to sign that dotted line. And and that means becoming a salesperson and and really becoming comfortable with the customer and letting them know that you're going to be able to help them and solve their problems. I mean, again, it always comes back to the solve your problems things, you know? Yeah. I was, I was thinking, Jim, I, before we say goodbye, we, we, I guess we're getting towards the end of the interview and you just, you're sparking off so many different things. I know there's a great Ted talk uh, that uh, talks about marketing and uh, people buy the why you do things. Maybe some companies, you know, they do yep. the what, you know, this is what we do. But to really connect with people, they want to know why it is you do what you do. And, and that's why there's this big wave of personal branding. I mean, I guess you do a lot of personal branding. You know, when I, I looked for you online, it was very clear that you're building the brand around yourself as well. And uh, it felt good. It felt, you know, like uh, that you're connecting with human beings again and that we, we understand why it is that you know, people do what they do. And it makes it easier to make a purchase. Yeah, the why you really hit it there. The why, you know, consider this if you're an app developer, consider the fact that you should have an about page or maybe even the front of your website that not just says, here's what we do that solves your problems, but also says, here's why we do it. Because we want to help, you know, if you're building apps for people in the uh, medical industry, right? Why not have a, a couple uh, lines in there or a video? where you're looking into the camera and you say, we firmly believe that apps in the medical industry are going to help change the world. And that's why we created this company, because we're going to develop apps that we think are really going to change and make people healthier and, and this. And, 
that why is really important, and that's what people buy. They want to know that they're getting somebody who's going to come in and wrap a blanket around them that's all warm, and it's going to help them accomplish their goals. So that's a really good point. Well, Jim, it's just uh, almost feel sad that we have to say goodbye because there's just so many nuggets of uh, great information. I'm certainly going to take another look at my website, and uh, uh, you know, it almost reminds me of uh, having that up front. That reason why is just so powerful, and, and maybe a video. Uh, how can people best get in touch with you, reach out, and connect with you? Well, here's here. I'll give you my my standard sales pitch, right? Okay, so. You could go online and search for my name. What I want you to do is I want you to just commit to giving me about two and a half minutes of your time. Just go to my website at jimkukral.com. That's J-I-M-K-U-K-R-A-L.com. At the very front of my website, I have a two and a half minute video. And that video will explain to you exactly who I am, why I do what I do, and what businesses I run and how I can help you, what problems I can solve for you. So if you just do those things, if you just watch that video, give me two and a half minutes of your time, you'll know everything you need to know about what I can do to help your business grow and help you be, you be more successful. And then, of course, you can go read the rest of my website and read through it if you really want to do all that. But if, if that's all the time I get from you today is just to learn about more what I can do to help you, and then maybe we schedule a phone call and, and I find ways to make your business more successful. So you can spend more time with your family because that's what I do. I help people make web businesses grow so that they make more money and they don't have to work as long. Well, Jim, it's been wonderful. And I know that many people listen to podcasts, listen to them while they're running or mowing the lawn or uh, driving. And uh, it's great. I love the way you finished there because I, I know that uh, all the people listening will be making a mental note to uh, go and check that out uh, when they get back to a PC or get, get back to their tablet. So it just leaves me to say thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. It's been a lot of fun and we really value your uh, expertise and, and would love to you know, continue this in the future if we get an opportunity. So th- thanks, Jim, for coming on the App Guy podcast. Thank you so much. And I would love to come back uh, on another show. I've got lots more to offer and um, I'd be happy to do it anytime. Great, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. 